Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Desert Streaming, and I'm your host, Marco Casanova, here, Associate Director at Desert Stream, and I'm here with my friend, Yvonne Grace. Yvonne, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Marco. This is super fun. So Yvonne is one of our favorite leaders of Living Waters here oh. in the United States. Yvonne just joined us in our at our latest training in California. Yvonne was one of our, one of the leaders on the ministry team. And Yvonne, just kind of give us a a little bit of a background of who where you where you're coming from, uh, where you are sure. in in California, so that our listeners know a little bit more about about you. Yeah, absolutely. So I live on the central coast of California. I'm in Santa Maria, a little town just south of San Luis Obispo. So if you've heard of Cal Poly San Luis Obispo, then you probably know a little bit about California. Sure. But I've been on the central coast for 20 years, actually. Wow. Moved up here to go to college and, and never left. Where were you born? Where were you born, Yvonne? I was well, I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. I um, okay. lived there. We my family moved from Phoenix to California when I was about three years old. Awesome. Um, but I lived in Southern California. I, I grew up in, in Ventura County. Okay. So you, yeah. you are, a, you're a tried and true Californian. I do love avocado toast. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> Is that like a California thing? Like avocado toast? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> avocado toast and not being phased at all by earthquakes. Then, <laughs> then you're a true Californian. <laughs> So when we see avocado toast in Missouri, is it just a, mm -hmm. a futile attempt to be like California? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know, I love California. I know a lot of people talk smack about California on California, but I really like it. You know, one, the geography is just incredible. You you have the best of all geographic circumstances in California, it seems. I mean, okay, that's pretty overreaching, but you know, it's you have the coast, you have mountains, you have valleys you have napa valley <laughs> you know yeah, you just i don't think a, that's an overreach i think we do have yeah we got the best of everything it's amazing and i i love it too just like as a catholic i love the names of the cities like mm -hmm. san luis obispo okay that's really cool santa maria sacramento los angeles <laughs> and francisco like all of these names are just gonna yeah. screaming you know you know, obviously, uh, uh, Saint Unipero Sarah and stuff. But anyway, I love California, so I really love the fact that you, you know, you, you, you come from California, and our California training was truly amazing. I thought, you know, it was. Uh, yeah. It's one of our three trainings for our listeners who don't know. We do three trainings a year called the Living Waters Leadership Training, which honestly is a life transforming experience. Uh, that's where I mm -hmm. encountered mm -hmm. Living Waters for the first time as a seminarian back in 2018. And it was on that retreat that Jesus really significantly shifted things in my life. So it's not, it, yes, it's, it's unto being trained to run living waters groups in your, in your churches, but it's also to experience for yourself, to be immersed yourself in the healing flood of Jesus. So truly an amazing experience. Yeah, I would agree. I've been to three Living Waters trainings, one, one as a participant and then twice as a leader. And every time something just so deep and transformational and mm. empowering comes yeah. out of each training. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely worth it, worth it to get out there. I mean, Yvonne, you, you, you touch on something important that I think is, is, is not that complicated to, to understand, but that when we are being healed, we become agents of healing. And by being agents of healing, we get more healing ourselves, you know? Yes. 
it's kind of interesting. Like we we come to these living waters events and we we want to receive deeply from the Lord, and which is great, but sometimes it's never unto being a healer, you know? And it seems like that in a way is an important aspect of of the healing journey that we not only receive healing, but that we also learn how to give it, you know? So mm-hmm. Yvonne, I know that you're running uh, a Living Waters book study in in your church. And uh, and what, what's the name of your church, Yvonne? My name, or my name, <laughs> my church name is Mercy Church. So Mercy we church. have two campuses. There's Mercy Church in San Luis Obispo and there's Mercy Church in Santa Maria. Awesome. Well, before we get to what's going on in this book study and what your vision is for for just being a healer in, in your own mm-hmm. community, what was the first intersection that you had with Living Waters? What brought you what brought you to Living Waters and what did you what did Jesus wow. do for you in the sort of seminal days for, for you in Living Waters? Wow, yeah, that's a that's a big question. Um there's it's definitely a a good long story how I got there. Um, but I I well, I found Living Waters at a, a pretty a place of real need. I came mm. to a point in my life where I, I had some pretty deep, desperate needs. Um, I so I grew up in the church and was raised um, in a very loving home and a very loving church family. Yeah. So I always I, I always loved the church. I loved the Bible. I trusted that it it was the way that my life was meant to go. Yeah. And and I yeah I just like it, it always resonated with me. The the truths that I found in the Bible were were resonating deeply with my lived experience. It mm-hmm. was it it proved itself out to be true in my life. So. I found when I encountered same-sex attraction in kind of my early teens and then in my early adulthood, um, it was very confusing for me. Mm-hmm. I was, um, it wasn't what I wanted. I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't consistent with my values. And, mm-hmm. and I also, um, I saw it play, well, I, there was, there was an emotional attraction to women for me for most of my life. And it, it played itself out in really emotionally interdependent friendships mm. or like codependent friendships. Sure. Um, they were, they were unbalanced, I think is probably the best way to describe it. And, and so I, I saw this cycle repeating itself in my life of these, these friendships where I would just get too involved. Mm. I would get too, I was, I was really like a hundred percent dedicated to this one person, mm-hmm. but it, it kind of, it, it disintegrated other areas of my life and, and it, including my relationship with Jesus. I found that like, rather than going to Jesus as my source of life, mm-hmm. I was actually going to these people, which not only could they not fulfill me that way, but they also weren't offering that. Sure. Um, it was kind of unbalanced <laughs> in that way. It's not what my friendship's for. Um, but no, I that's just a good way to put it. If I could, if yeah. I could ask a question there, Yvonne, yeah. I think just just on the 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 whole topic of codependency and mm-hmm. bending into the creature to meet mm-hmm. our needs, to almost be like a life support, if you will, for right. us in in a way, it's securing a relationship in our lives that that um, in a way fits fits uh, the missing piece, you know. Mm-hmm. That 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 completes me. That need that I need in order to to survive. At least on a, on a level, there there is like a an agreement with something like that. So would you say like in a way this codependent thing? Would would you have seen it as kind of bending into the creature, like kind of usurping <laughs> your true need for relationship and trying to grasp sure. onto the creature to secure mm-hmm. something that really the Lord 
wanted to to secure in you? Yeah, I think, and I definitely see it more in retrospect than I would have seen it at the time, but I absolutely did find myself in a, in a posture of grasping after something. Mm -hmm. I had, I had, um, I would be in, I would be in, in a friendship and I wasn't, it, it was like, I wasn't okay if, if she wasn't okay with me hmm. and I wasn't, I, honestly, I wasn't okay. If she wasn't okay, I kind of made this, I, I would make her happiness, my, my personal problem, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and I found what I did was I found my value in that. I was hmm. like by my contribution into this, you know, this friend's life. That was where I found that I could feel valuable instead yeah. of just feeling valuable as the person who God made me. Yeah. Um, it was, it was very much based on, you know, her attention, her approval. And, and yeah, I was, I was looking well, yeah, certainly the, the thought patterns. Um, I, I was very preoccupied. Hmm. I would be very preoccupied with this person and, and thought about them way, way more than would be appropriate for, um, I think any relationship, honestly. So I, yeah, I was looking to that person to be my source to kind of fill me and, yeah. And and it was very distracting from other relationships. Yvonne, I really appreciate your story. I really appreciate the way you 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 word it too. You have a great you have a great way of of, of expressing yourself and your story. And just for a little context, Yvonne gave a testimony on this on this codependency uh, thing in her life. Um, in in the context of a of a teaching a larger teaching at living waters called renouncing idols chapter 7 in, in the living waters guidebook if you don't have the living waters guidebook you should totally buy a living waters guidebook shop desertstream.org just do it like just don't don't like think about it this is <laughs> this is your cue to do that so buy that book chapter 7 actually one of my favorite chapters in living waters renouncing idols now when we yeah. when we hear that as a catholic it's kind of like renouncing idols like it's it sounds a little heavy handed, <laughs> like idols. Like what is that? Like clay things. Like what's you know what what sort of this idolatry thing? It sounds a little bit more Old Testament, you know, old dispensation. But mm -hmm. I love the language of that. It's 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 provoking. It's thought provoking in that we do bow our knee to the creature. We do find our security and our sustenance in the creature. And it's a futile effort because we're left more frustrated, more exhausted mm -hmm. in our efforts to secure that. And what I appreciate Yvonne about what you shared is that it's the subtlety of codependency. Mm -hmm. Cause when you hear renouncing idols, you think right. like pornography or like gay lovers or prostitutes yeah. or, you know, like affairs, heterosexual affairs, whatever it, it, it can seem kind of grand this whole renouncing idols thing, but you offered such um, a an exquisite mer attribute to the mercy of God. It's exquisite. The mercy of Jesus is exquisite in that it's very. It reveals even the subtleties of codependency. Like, oh, whoa, yeah, I may not be addicted to sexy idols like pornography, but yet my my proclivity to be codependent with people is still very unchaste it's still very impure and so in a way when you speak it out i think it it's it's so revelatory for people if that makes sense oh thank you marco yeah 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 it is it's very true that that experience of of really not being okay without mm. that other person um 
it was a yeah i was in a place where i was worshiping that mm. that person i i had made that person everything i really so the the words that really ring most clear for me is i had put someone else on the throne of my heart yeah wow wow but that was you know that that throne that place that belongs only to god only to the I lord given it away now um to go to go back to your story and th- how this mm-hmm. fits in your story what kind of happened between between this stage and sort of the living waters coming to yes. living waters thing and however long i, I interrupted you so please resume sure. <laughs> resume the journey <laughs> yes. yes well i had i had seen this pattern in my life and i had had several um several instances where i was i was trying to follow the lord and so i would find myself in these really deeply attached friendships and needing to break them off needing mm-hmm. to establish boundaries around relating to that person and and those each each time that happened it was just so painful mm-hmm. for both of us yeah. um because that wasn't something that my friend had invited and that wasn't something that i had wanted but it was a very painful separation every time and so you know, over and over, I told myself, I'm not going to do this again. I can't, I can't let this happen. I can't mm-hmm. do this to someone else. I can't do this to myself anymore. Um, but I just was not able, like I kept, <laughs> kept repeating the mm-hmm. pattern. And I think it was yeah. in my early thirties um, when I, it was probably the, the relationship that I had gotten myself into was probably the most deeply attached I had become. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the Lord was very gracious in through it all through all of my life he's always been speaking to me and leading me and and allowing me to grow spiritually um so i was continuing to seek the lord through that season and as i did um he was just so gracious in in kind of gently confronting me um Mm -hmm. when when my heart was at a place where i was ready to hear it um, he gently confronted me and and showed me that he just he gave me this really clear picture um that what I had, I was carrying something really precious. I had my relationship with Jesus, and that was, you know, very life giving and important. Um, but what I was doing with it, what I was, I was getting as close to the edge with it as I could. Yeah. And and he showed me, you know, when I'm, you know, when you hold something valuable, you don't you don't go to the cliff edge. Mm-hmm. You don't see. It doesn't matter how you know you're holding a thirty million dollar vase. You don't. <laughs> it doesn't matter how sure footed you think you are. Yeah. You don't get close to the edge. And and he showed me, I was. I was treating my relationship with Jesus like it was something cheap. Mm, wow. And that was enough for me to really break. Um, yeah. I, I, it's, it was not what I wanted with my life mm. to continue down that road. Yeah. Um, it was very much a kind of a, yeah, kind of a fork in the road. It was very much like I'm choosing one or the other and I didn't, I, I wanted Jesus. I wanted, um, yeah, wanted him. So I, I had been, I had read one of Andrew Kaminsky's books, mm-hmm. um, a decade or so earlier and i remember reading through it and hearing about reading about these living waters groups and thinking oh, i could probably do this on my own i don't need a group i don't know where they are and yeah right. <clears throat> so fast forward a few cycles through that that pain and i realized mm. nope i cannot do this by myself wow and so i went back to the book and i looked it up again and i searched on the internet and Ended up finding a, uh, actually what I found was a cross current group okay. that was in my area. And the cross current is great. It's um, it's the eight weeks. It's an eight week support group style yeah. group, but it's an open group. Mm. Um, and it's just so beautiful. It's, it's, the, it's the same principles, a little higher level, um, but very much the same heart of 
of the love of God ushering us into honesty with ourselves and then honesty with the body of Christ yeah. and then into freedom. Um, well so said, I got connected Yvonne. with this group. Yeah. For, <laughs> pe- for real quick, for people who, who, yeah. um, want to, to even open a cross current group, which as opposed to living waters, living waters is a 20 week group. And as Yvonne said, cross current is an eight week group, open group. So you can come and go as you want. Living waters is a closed group. You got to commit to the totality of the 20 weeks. But yeah, if you're interested in running that, just reach out to us. And also Desert Stream Care. If you go to our website and go to the Desert Stream Care page, you can actually tune into an online cross-current group, no matter where you are. So it's international for anybody who just needs needs more of this, like simple truths of opening up to Jesus in deep areas of need, come to our cross-current group. So Yvonne, back to you. Yeah, <laughs> love cross-current, do it. Um, so I found this group and I found a place where I was, I was known. Um, I was invited to bring all of my messy self, all of my temptations, all the thoughts, all the, all the places where I had broken boundaries, both emotional mm. and physical. And, and I could, I could bring that out into the light and was still loved. I was known and loved and, and encouraged into into my true self, into yeah. like the the more upright living that I was wanting, um, and I honestly I think that was really the biggest change for me. Mm. The biggest um, or the most powerful thing that I found was that was the body uh, yeah. being able to bring my myself into the light fully in the context in context of peers, safe yeah. peers who could hear me and bless me and pray for me and and wash me really. Yeah with, with the truth of God and the love of God. So that was huge. Um, that it, it took off so much of the shame that I had been carrying. Yeah. And when the shame was lifted, it was like this weight wasn't on me anymore. And I could actually walk free. I could actually, I could actually think about offering myself to someone else in a, in a, in a way where I'm giving, not just, you know, I'm not just in the friendship to, to get my needs met, but I could actually, I could be in, in lots of friendships where yeah. I just offer in without having to, you know, get something back. Yvonne, you make a good point of kind of the the inner conversation we have with ourselves at times of I don't really need to do like group work, you know? <laughs> like I don't really need to yeah. kind of come clean to the group. Like I can kind of work it out myself. And I mean, I, I find that often with people like, do I really need this whole thing, you know, but how, and your, your story is so emblematic of this, how effective it is to come to our peers, Jesus loving peers and say, this is where I struggle. This is, this is where I go. This is my temptation. This is not only, this is my sin. That's, that's one thing. And scripture is very clear that if we don't if we don't have fellowship on the level of our confession then we we really not we're not forgiven like mm-hmm. we can't just walk in the truth on our own we have to walk in community but also you i love what you said like bringing your temptations like saying to the group this is where this is where the enemy lurks this is this is what's knocking at my door and frankly i kind of like the knock <laughs> and i need help here I need help to stand when I'm I'm feeling a bit of a, a familiar swirl around my life with things that I'm I'm very familiar with and I'm accustomed mm-hmm. to to falling into. 
Um, but I need fellows to help me. I think this is why, I mean, the, the 12 step is so powerful, you know, (laughs) and sort of coming, coming into the light. But I I would, I would venture to say living waters more so in that it's so Christocentric. Mm -hmm. It's about Mm -hmm. coming into the light, but going to Jesus in the light with our fellows, you know, and saying, God, come, come, (laughs) I need your help here. So beautifully said, and, and really that is living waters for those of you who are thinking like, do I really need a a process oriented group? Do I really need this living waters? Maybe I can just buy the book and do it on my own, whatever may you may be thinking, but the value Yvonne is speaking of the value of body member to member interaction, how important it is to, to bring ourselves wounds and all (laughs) into the light of, of Jesus body. And there, uh, we're able to unlock a freedom only oh. only given in in sort of body membership <laughs> only given in this context am i right absolutely yeah honestly it, it reminds me very much of the account in the gospels of the paralytic mm. whose four friends brought him to jesus yeah and i identify with him <clears throat> once i realized that i i was kind of paralyzed i was yeah. so stuck um i needed the body to bring me to jesus yeah, and that was it's exactly what the cross current group did. They they carried me in into the presence of Jesus. Now, Yvonne, you you this cross current being a pivotal pivotal point for you to be known in mm-hmm. in your particular struggle, and was this the first time that you you really were known in some of these areas that you hadn't been before? It was definitely the deepest I had been known. Okay. Um, I, I was part of a really great and am still part of a really great um, church community where I was able to, with some folks, I was able to talk about my struggles. Um, there, there wasn't, we didn't have the tools. We really okay. weren't equipped with the tools to help, um, to, to help with that, that specific relational struggle. Hmm. And so I was loved and encouraged toward healing. Um, but the depth of being known, I didn't yeah. find until I was in cross current. You know, it's so interesting, like in the Living Waters training, if you remember, and I'll just kind of give our leader, our listeners a, a little glimpse into this, but the second full day we do confession and that we're not playing priest for any Catholics out there. It's not about sacramental absolution, but it is about being known on the level of these very oftentimes hidden areas of our life that we're very ashamed of. And whenever, and and this is just every single time, whenever we encounter this day of confession, there's a lot of warfare around it for sure, but there's a lot of freedom to be had at the end of it. Like there's people's faces change, like the countenance of faces change. And I think that's just to show like the power of confession, the power of being known. Like, yes, it's it's being known in our sin, but also just being known in our weakness, being known totally in a way naked and without shame. It's 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 exposing ourselves in 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 areas of our life that are difficult and oftentimes clouded with shame, but experiencing a freedom in that, you know? Yeah. That I find is a hallmark of living waters. You know, it's a hallmark of cross current because not only is it a space to be known, but there are tools to kind of go deeper in res- 
in in with responsibility with with not responsibility but with with care and with um with boundaries with um yeah i guess a, a particular responsibility for the care of persons you know to go deeper into these areas what have you found in living waters Yvonne, especially that has been i don't know like rev revelatory for you in this or what's helped you to to not fall back into it again you know what's yes. what's been about this process of yeah we were known we find freedom we have community but then it's another thing to sort of be activated in our own healing and to say well i'm going to close the door on that and not not go back to it you know Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Three things come to mind that I've received through Living Waters. There's the support, there's the tools, and there's the hope mm. um, that I, that I, you know, you encounter. <clears throat> the, and the tools, one of those tools is confession and is so powerful. Yeah. Um, accountability, ongoing accountability um, is something we're encouraged to engage and, and build into our lives. So that has been a big deal. Um, but also I would say, understanding the understanding the truth of God's design for me mm. has also been really pivotal yeah. understanding the truth that I am I am a gift yeah. um, by by nature of being made in the image of God I'm a gift because God is self-giving by nature yeah. and and so I am also and and to be the true fullness of the gift that I am it it requires that I that I offer to someone who's not me, hmm. um, both that I offer to, that I bring myself, that I do bring an offering, that I come and not not just asking for for needs to be met, but also that I offer to someone who's other than me. Yeah. Um, and specifically in my case, men, because um, it's it's easy for me to sort of draw. Um, or I guess the temptation for me is to draw what I need from women, yeah. and not offer anything. As, as you know, as you know, a woman and I, we both have the same stuff. Right, <laughs> right. We have the same. But a man is someone, someone totally different <laughs> and has a completely different yes. balance of strengths and weaknesses and, and, and a completely different way of looking at the world. And that, of course, challenges me. Yeah. Um, but that's, I, I don't know, to fully walk upright in my, in self-giving that's the call that I've yes. been invited to. And <clears throat> I think hearing that call has, has been really important. Understanding that distinction. You know, Yvonne, that is, that is a really important truth, you know? And I think what you just distilled in that is kind of the, the whole anthropology, I would call it the anthropology of living waters, the understanding of what it means to be human, and it's not a departure from scripture. It only bolsters what the scripture is proclaiming. Not, not saying that the scripture needs bolstering per se, but I do think it needs the augment of good understanding of what it means to be human. And what you just described is that, that we are gift just by nature, that by, by the nature of being woman, you are gift to him, period. No matter if you're married or single or a celibate, the gift giving is unto the other. My gift as man is unto her, period. My chastity, my integration hinges on who I will be for her, who she will be for him. And re being reconciled to that foundational truth of who we are. Uh, yeah, Yvonne, if I can just get a little personal here with myself, that has been 
the like the life-changing element of living waters for me you know being reconciled to that the anchor of which is our body our body is is a is emblematic of who we are it's just not something that's tacked on to our personhood it is an integral part of who we are as persons and the fact that i have a masculine body means that i'm made for the feminine one so that's just a helpful reminder to me like okay this is who I am and God's design just by nature is that I am a gift. That's mine by nature. It, I don't have to earn it. I don't have to buy it. It's threaded in my very being. So I love that. I And I think I'm a big fan of that, like sort of the, the anthropology of living waters, the understanding of what it means to be human, because it's a sure anchor in times of temptation for me. You know, whenever I'm I'm thrown about by homosexual temptation, homoerotic stuff, homo homosexual checking out, even in the context of my beautiful, amazing marriage. Like, yes, I'm still struggling at times, but you know what? My body, the reality of my personhood, it's an anchor for me to remember, okay, okay. Um, what do I, I, I can read my need. I can read my wound here. Like Yvonne said, I can, I can gather with my fellows. I can gather with my brothers to know that I'm a man among men. Good. This is good. Like, I, why am I grasping at the same as if I'm deficient in my masculinity? Okay. I may be feeling deficient for whatever reason, but I know that I'm a man among men and that I have all that I need to be gift in my masculinity and that I can be a pure, clear gift for Anya, my wife. So yeah, um, a long, a long sort of sidetrack there, but I think that that truth is so profoundly important <laughs> in understanding this, this journey, this adventure of integration. Yeah, I think that's really well said, Marco. I, it, it is a very grounding knowledge. It's, it is what grounds me, that understanding that this is the body I'm supposed to be in mm. and and it's good. I am yeah. good as a, as a woman and that my body is not, I think we get so cerebral in, you know, our culture. Um, it's easy to kind of separate our body from our ourselves, but there's, there's no separation. There, that's, yeah. that's actually a, a kind of a violence against our, my person when I, when I separate from my body. I, right. Yeah. And I have, yeah, I've, I've grown to just really love that, really yes. own my embodied existence and and all that that means. Exactly. And in, yeah, in this journey, it's been really good. And then also like bearing witness to the fact that we have to be reconciled to the good of our sexual gift, that our gift mm. is by nature sexual. And that doesn't mean genital, you know? I think we hyper-focus on to be an integrated sexual being um, is, is high hyper or myopically focused on being gen genitally active which I, I think i think reduces our sexuality to to mere sexual intercourse which is a part of the gift of sexuality but it's not the complete gift it curtails the 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 breadth of being a sexual being so i love what you're saying because it is it is indeed be, being reconciled to the good of our sexual gift the fact that i'm masculine undergirds every attribute of my personality. I will always be masculine. The way I speak, the way I love, 
the way I walk, the way I cook, I don't know, is masculine. You know, that's an amazing aspect of our personhood that we have to reckon with. If we want to actually be integrated in these bodies, like you said, it's good that I'm in this body. It's good that I'm a, I'm a man, that you're a woman and that we can, can appreciate the, the kind of man I am, the kind of woman that you are, you know, living waters has helped me to see that that I don't have to be a caricature of masculinity, a, a, a different type of man that, I, that I'm not, but I can possess and express masculinity in a very personal, unique way that never has been and never will be because Marco is utterly unique. And thank God there will never be another Marco. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like that beautiful truth that we... We, we can appreciate the kind of masculine, feminine person we are. Amen? Yeah. And yes. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So Yvonne, I know that you're doing like this book study now, which is great. So you're gathering with people. <laughs> and uh, what have you found to be like the, a, a, a neat, maybe um, encouraging glory stories of of what what's happening in your in your church as you go through this material as you gather with people as you pray come holy spirit in these areas of 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 dynamic difficult broken lives and mm -hmm. jesus is is faithful to come and to meet us like what has been your experience thus far it has been a really beautiful season um for all of us in the group we uh, what one thing that really stands out to me that I've seen is there's there's something that unlocks when we when we start to understand I, the word you used the the anthropology got the living waters anthropology but yeah who God designed us to be yeah. when we when we start to understand that we are designed to be a gift for another um, and I've watched that I've watched that shift mm -hmm. in 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 the, my friends' lives where they. They have this. They're they're empowered. They're empowered now with this like this identity. This yeah. that they understand now that they can offer. And it was just something, I guess. Yeah. In a, in several of of the instances of the people in my group, there there was some hesitation around engaging with with in like in deeper, more romantic relationships. Um, there was some hesitation there, and mostly because of past pain. Mm -hmm. um, but we've come to a better understanding of where that past pain happened and also how it can, how it can lead to healing. Yeah. And I've, the people in my group are now more open to relating in, you know, in committed relationships, committed um, heterosexual relationships wow. now. Uh, and that's been really beautiful to see. It's been really good to see like the, just the light in their faces. They, yeah. um, it's it is transformational. That's beautiful. I mean, just um, I mean, I know some people in Kansas City, um, they kind of poke fun in a good way at like the language of gift. Like I'm becoming a good gift, a better gift, you know. <laughs> but it's so true. Like that's there is there is so much truth to that. And of course, that logic of gift is really um, Andrew has really brought that in from John Paul II. His whole understanding of human sexuality, John Paul's understanding and theology of the body, the logic of gift, the the language of gift that our bodies um speak of 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 a of a natural and a supernatural gift giving, just 
just in our beings in in our in our bodies um is so helpful and i i think a, a hopeful trajectory for for all of us so for those of you who are listening and are thinking like man i want to be a gift you know and i don't i don't really feel like a gift whatever it is maybe you're addicted or to pornography or you you feel allergic to the opposite gender for whatever reason or maybe you're just even allergic to the idea of romance there's a place for you in living waters there's there's hope for you like Yvonne said there's hope for you in in the in the plan of redemption that Jesus has come to 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 give us and and to to give us a share in particularly and I'll just end with this the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it says in, in, in paragraph 2336, says that Jesus has come to restore creation to the purity of its origins. I like that. The purity of our origins. No matter where you are uh, in your life, who you are, Jesus wants to come and reconcile that very core reality of who you are as man and as woman, he wants to come and reconcile that in the innermost part of your life. And if you need some help getting there, reach out to desertstream.org. Yvonne, thank you so much for being on this. We so appreciate yeah. your leadership. We love your story. Your witness is, is very helpful and hopeful for people who are in the grips of, of various difficulties and yet you are a, a witness to the power of Jesus and the power of his church. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. it's small group, but it really all of those small groups are just micro expressions of the church in which we find community and in that community, we find deep healing. So Yvonne, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Marco. Until next time, we'll be praying for each of you listening to this podcast, Desert Streaming. Make sure you share this podcast with your friends. And if you, I'll, again, if you need anything from us at Desert Stream to get any, not maybe not anything, if you need $500, don't contact us. No, but if you need any way of getting connected to the Living Waters world, please don't hesitate to reach us at desertstream.org. Until next time, God bless you.